The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now, here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, good. Welcome and uh, good day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm your host, uh, Nora Gedgaudis, and I'm absolutely tickled pink to be here. Um, I uh, want to start by uh, offering a disclaimer that uh, given the nature, the health-related nature of what we're talking about, uh, none of this is meant to be, you know, uh, not, to, not meant to treat or prescribe uh, or diagnose anything. So uh, that being said, um, I just kind of want to go ahead and, and, uh, and start this program by basically answering the question that many of you might be asking, um, who am I? And who I am is a, a clinical neurotherapist and also a nutritional therapist in private practice here uh, in Portland, Oregon. And I'm in private practice doing something called uh, neurofeedback work, which some of you may uh, be familiar with and many of you may not. Um, and uh, it's also known as a brain training or EEG biofeedback, uh, neurobiofeedback, uh, neurotherapy, it, it goes by many such names, and uh, we'll be talking about that as we go along. I'm also board-certified board in holistic nutrition uh, via the National Association of Nutrition Professionals, and I'm trained as a certified nutritional therapist, which is also known as a nutritional therapy practitioner uh, via the Nutritional Therapy Association, or NTA, uh, who also happens to be one of my wonderful sponsors. Um, they offer probably about the best and uh, most trustworthy, I think, foundational um, nutritional uh, therapist training that you will find anywhere. Um, I've got about a 25-year background in nutritional science, but only in more recent years have I really come to appreciate it from an anthropological perspective. Um, I've been sought out to create uh, training videos for the uh, State of Washington uh, Institute of Mental Health on the subject of nutrition and, and mental health, uh, and kudos to the State of Washington for figuring out there might actually be a connection there. Um, and my book, um, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Total Health the Way Evolution Intended and Didn't, that's the hook there, is the basically the culmination of many years of, of research and experience <clears throat> for me and is you know, in, in my humble perception anyway, one of the most <clears throat> comprehensive books on diet and mental and physical health uh, you may ever read. Um, I'm quite uh, proud of it. Um, and um, I want to thank everybody who has been emailing me and, and flooding me with uh, just wonderful feedback uh, about that book. Um, so what is Primal Body, Primal Mind all about? And how do I put this in a nutshell? Um, well, I'll save the primal mind part 
for the next half hour, uh, for the uh, for actually the last half hour of the show, where uh, we'll be talking about neurofeedback and the role that that brain training and uh, you know has in the support of mental health uh, and also to some degree physical health, because you know there is no such thing as a mind body connection. It's all part of the same sort of integrated system, and all has to be understood together in context. But to really uh, you know, how do I put my the subject of my book, for instance, into a nutshell? Well, I can't really put it into a nutshell. But but starting today, we're going to peel through layers of topics in my book, like layers of an onion, and I'll be able to introduce you to concepts and practical ideas that you can use to really change your health and the way you feel forever. Um, this is pretty amazing stuff. Um, you know, many of the chapters in my in my book cover you know, issues um, that uh, that cover quite the gamut, everything from, you know, looking at things from an evolutionary perspective in terms of how our body and our and our diet, um, um, you know, or how our body is put together and, and how that reflects and what our diet needs to be um, and physiological effects of certain macronutrients, um, cholesterol myths, which are, of course, almost too numerous to mention, uh, some of the unexpected effects. Uh, perhaps of grain and, and soy and understanding digestion and maybe everything you ever uh, wanted to know about blood sugar but uh, were afraid to ask. There's a whole new paradigm there. Um, we can talk about the role of exercise and how to save absolutely untold hours in the gym and do everything you need to do in under 20 minutes. Um, the roles of insulin and a hormone called leptin that you may not have heard of but uh, that may very well surprise you. Um, new perspectives on human longevity research, um, the connection between diet and nutrition defici- deficiencies, mood disorders, attentional problems, cognitive function and well-being, um, food allergies and sensitivities, uh, the impact of modern dietary and environmental stress on the brain. You know, we live in a modern world now, and how is this impacting this primal physiology that that we've evolved with? Um, you know, how do we survive in this modern world? And also how you can afford, I mean, really afford in dollars and cents, superb health, not just better health, but truly superb health. How can you extend your life, lifespan, extend the, increase radically the quality of your health and well-being, and also save a ton of money doing it? Um, this show is going to teach you how to do that. We can also talk somewhat about supplementation, uh, some of the basics, and, and even beyond that. Um, and this will be filled with all sorts of further resources and, 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 and just an amazing array of things. I also have some incredible guests lined up for future shows. Uh, we have documentary filmmakers. We have um, uh, the, the uh, wonderful Sally Fallon from the Weston A. Price Foundation, we have uh, some of the earliest and most respected pioneers in the field of neurofeedback, like Sue, Sue and Siegfried Othmer and um, uh, John Anderson, who's going to be one of our guests uh, down the road. And uh, we also have um, some other you know, wonderful guests lined up, and there may be more coming. So please stay tuned and uh, keep... Uh, you know, check out my my website on the Primal Body Primal Mind uh, website, and also on Voice America's website to learn about some of the new upcoming uh, programs. But at any rate, 
the basic premise behind my book, or the one that we start with uh, in my book, basically looks at the human body and the human diet from initially an evolutionary perspective. It's extremely practical uh, approach, and really it's a look to where our dietary requirements actually originated and, and what were the selective pressures that have ultimately shaped our physiology and our most fundamental dietary needs over 100,000 generations in 2.6 million years. How did we get to where we are? And what does that say about how it is we need to be eating? Um, there's also, uh, you know, this book is also a principle-based versus a formulaic um, sort of approach. In other words, when you read my book, you'll understand what you need to do. You're not going to need to have a manual in tow when you go to the grocery store and look at, um, you know, you know, look at what's out in front of you to figure out, you know, percentages of, of certain things or, um, um, you know, you're not going to have to go run and find out what your blood type is so you have an idea of how to eat. Um, you know, those, those kinds of ways of approaching things, I think, are kind of seductive, but they don't necessarily speak in practical terms to, uh, to people where they live. And it, it's a really hard thing to sustain when you're constantly trying to operate on a formula. This is this is really practical, baseline, foundational stuff. And if a foundational perspective, you know, uh, you know, too, that can be just sort of grasped and reliably utilized by anybody to assist you from kind of being able to separate out fact from fancy. There's a lot of confusion about diet, and a lot of um, and, and people are understandably pretty jaded about the whole subject, and um, I'm very sympathetic to that. We're all told a lot of uh, confusing things about diet that, um, uh, you know, one day we're told one thing is good for you, the next day we're told it's bad for you, you know. Uh, there's constant conflicting stuff, and I think what's important to keep in mind is that there are tremendous economic and political um, forces at work that have a vested interest in keeping you thinking about your diet and, and your health in a certain kind of way. Um, it's, it's highly manipulative, and it isn't necessarily based um, on sound scientific principles or sound physiology. Um, I oftentimes joke about the, you know, the, the four food groups as basically being the four food lobbies and you know, the, the pyramid being more, much more about politics and economics than it is really about practical information about what can keep you healthy. So, you know, there are other considerations that we can cover too in, in our talks uh, on, this, on this program. You know, what's the influence of DNA in all of this? Um, or what's the modern impact or, or the impact of modern like, dietary and environmental stress? What about attitude and belief? What roles do those things play? And also, we're going to be talking about um, hopefully more than just a little bit about modern longevity research and how we can apply what's happening in the field of human longevity research to, um, to some of these basic principles about how our body evolved and what our ancestors established for us as our nutritional requirements. And there's, it turns out that there is a marriage of these concepts that forms a nearly foolproof uh, way of keeping you healthy and, uh, and happy, not just you know, where you are in your life right now, but clear into hopefully extremely old age. 
So um, stay tuned for all of that. Um, we're about a minute out here from from our first break, but I want to welcome anybody out there who perhaps has uh, read my book and wants to comment on that uh, or has any questions to to feel free to call in. Uh, for callers, the number is 866-472-5792. And uh, I'll be happy to take your call as I can. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, let's uh, pick up where we left off in, uh, in a couple of minutes here. Stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Are there any mistakes in your life that you've made that you want to keep? Think about that for just a second. Are there any mistakes in your life that you want to keep? Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes, but art is knowing which ones to keep. Join internationally recognized author, speaker, and master coach M. Nora Claver for Bare Naked with Nora Claver, a celebration of life and all the inevitable mistakes we make through the course of it. Join Nora Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program, featuring your hosts Karen Lovett, Jackie Lawney, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on the Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, hey, welcome back. So, we got through our first 15 minutes and uh, I'm still very happy to be here. Um, so, Let's continue on and talk about, you know, what these paleolithic sort of considerations are. And by the way, I don't consider my diet necessarily a paleo diet. You guys may have heard something about caveman diets or paleo diets in the past. And actually, my book is a little bit of a departure from that, although it incorporates some of those principles. Um, I, I do take issue with some of the kind of uh, some of the things that are that are asserted by those kinds of dietary approaches and. And, of course, I go into it in a lot more detail in my book. But what are some of the basic, you know, evolutionary considerations that make sense for us to sort of keep in mind? Well, the hunter-gatherer diet, basically, and, you know, all of us, by the way, regardless of our ethnic background, regardless of our ideologies, regardless of, of really anything, are all 99.99% in terms of our genetic expression completely identical to humans who were wandering around 40 to 100,000 years ago. You know, and even by, you know, most geneticist standards, it takes anywhere from 40 to 100,000 years for, you know, for our genes to really uh, sort of catch up to major changes. And, and, and of course, you know, the, the first major, major change that we faced, you know, was probably about 10,000 years ago in ancient Samaria, Mesopotamia, with the advent of agriculture. And, you know, in the human timeline, um, that 2.6 million year timeline, you know, if, if we're looking at, at something, you know, at a yardstick, you know, we're maybe looking at, you know, we're looking at maybe a half an inch worth on that yardstick, uh, you know, worth of time that we've actually spent consuming things like, like grains in our diet. This is a very, very new thing. Um, but, so what were, what were we mostly eating for the rest of that, for the rest of that time? What were the selective pressures that, that shaped our nutritional requirements. Well, the hunter-gatherer diet, you know, as such, really consisted mainly of what you could think of as high-quality um, animal sources of protein and fat with a variety of what are mostly sort of fibrous plant foods, you know, um, after the last ice age, you know, and, and, and nuts and seeds. You know, this would have included very little starch and only maybe the smallest amounts of wild fruit and berries as they were seasonally available. Um, but throughout most of our evolutionary history, we've consumed a diet having a very low carbohydrate, very low, as they say, utilizable carbohydrate diet, particularly sugar and starch. And um, this is a really, really important thing for you to understand. You know, glucose sort of serves as a turbocharged source of quick mental and physical energy for us. It's meant to be rocket fuel. It's not meant to be our fuel all day and all night, all of the time. Um, you know, and, and, and carbohydrates really only comprise about 2% of our body structure, really only certain types of connective tissue. In other words, it's not really very structurally important to us. Uh, we need some, 
but we don't necessarily uh, need very much. And provide, you know, carbohydrates also provide certain forms of immune support in the form of certain glyconutrients that our body knows how to manufacture on its own. We don't get those from things that we eat, uh, per se. It's not like we eat glyconutrients in our, in our, in our diet as a, as a general rule. Um, and, you know, fiber, of course, forms bulk. Um, not as essential for colon health as you might think, but it forms bulk and it can bind excessive hormones, you know, uh, that we can eliminate rather than reabsorb and all of that. And it can provide some nice, uh, nutrients for gastrointestinal flora, you know, for the, uh, for the internal wildlife, uh, so to speak, and, and help keep them healthy. Um, but excesses of, of carbohydrate, in other words, excesses of sugar and starch, in other words, more that are absolutely needed for immediate energy. I mean, immediate energy. Those get, you know, some get stored um, as glycogen in our muscles and our liver, and the rest of it gets converted to triglycerides and basically stored as body fat. And if you look at the textbook of medical biochemistry, it states very clearly that all body fat is made from glucose. So if you're trying to lose weight, keep that in mind. But of all of the major macronutrients, now macronutrients basically are basically what you can call proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. These are the big categories of food. Of the three major macronutrients, um, you could maybe throw water in there too. The only one for which there is no actual human dietary requirement is carbohydrates. Kind of amazing, huh? We don't actually have to consume any in order to make uh, glucose and have enough glucose to do what we need to do. Humans are able to produce all the needed glucose in our bodies from a combination of protein and fat in the diet. Um, and that's kind of a big surprise for a lot of people. Most people seem to think that in order to have blood sugar, you need to eat sugar, and that's just simply not true at all from a physiological perspective. It's not just theory. That's how our bodies work. So all carbohydrates, other than fiber, are sugar once they're metabolized by your body. And this includes starchy or the complex forms of carbohydrates that everybody says are so much better for you. Um, it's all sugar once it hits your bloodstream. And dietary starches and sugars basically generate damaging um, free radical activity in your bloodstream. They, they generate damaging glycation and can produce elevations and surges of insulin and, uh, and the hormone called leptin that can also have some, um, some impacts on your health that might not, might, not, uh, might not be too positive. So something that you really might want to consider is that really only in modern times have we humans ever created an emergency need to actually lower blood sugar. Our ancient ancestors really didn't have that problem because sugar as a food and starch were not particularly available to them. Um, so uh, this is a really, really new thing. And what's at the base of the food pyramid? What are we supposed to be eating 11 servings of a day? Is carbohydrates, basically, grains. Grains are predominantly a carbohydrate-based or starch-based food, and, um, and that's the least of their problems. But... Um, Yes, grains contain certain amounts of proteins, but some of those proteins are proteins to which many, many people are ill-adapted and can cause a lot of health problems. Um, the other proteins may be very difficult to digest, 
And in order to get those proteins, you're having to also consume a tremendous amount of starch, which is going to offset, you know, whatever benefit you'd get from the protein uh, somewhat. So that's something to keep in mind. And, and in fact, you know, the, the food pyramid, if you look at the proportions of macronutrients that are actually recommended in the food pyramid, um, you know, um, Michael and Mary Dan Eads uh, pointed this, this out in their book, Protein Power, which I thought was wonderful. Um, they, basically, they basically discovered that the, those proportions were identical to what is swine fattening chow. And, you know, the food pyramid is basically fattening, you know, the American public in the same way. And, you know, this is something that I think is a, <laughs> also a really potentially useful thing to keep in mind. You know, they, they, they feed cattle grains to fatten them up. Take a hint. <laughs> so um, we're extremely poorly adapted as a species to this modern need, this modern emergency need to lower blood sugar that we are, uh, that we're uh, putting on ourselves uh, every day. And every time you eat a piece of, you know, bread or a bagel or whatever, say at any given time you have maybe a teaspoon of glucose in your bloodstream, right, maybe about five grams or so. And say you decide to sit down and uh, eat a slice of bread or half a bagel or something. Well, that could be, you know, up to about 30 grams of carbohydrates, which is six times what your bloodstream normally allows. This is an emergency because sugar is very, very damaging to your arteries, um, and, and, and to your organs and to a whole lot of things. Um, we need a certain amount of, of, um, of glucose to feed our red blood cells. Um, but beyond that, and if we're, even if we're dependent upon sugar as our primary source of fuel, if, if you've metabolically adapted yourself to depending upon sugar as your primary source of fuel, it doesn't have to be that way. Even so, that's still six times the amount that's normally allowed by your bloodstream and your body is going to go into a state of panic and it's going to produce a huge bolus of insulin to get those excess nutrients out of your bloodstream as quickly as possible. So you have this big surge of blood sugar where the, where the uh, blood sugar surges up, your pancreas kicks in, puts out insulin, knocks it down, and now, now you're crabby, you're hypoglycemic, you're looking for uh, something you know, you're looking for that next Krispy Kreme fix or maybe a cup of coffee to save you at 10 o'clock in the morning after you had that bagel for breakfast. And, um, and uh, you know, not only that, but your adrenals have fired in order to shoot your blood sugar up because low blood sugar in that state is as much of an emergency as blood sugar that's too high. So we have an entire culture of people here who are living on a roller coaster, a roller coaster ride, only without the fun. And... Um, you know, this is one of the uh, issues that that I think is, is really, really important, and we're going to cover more of that after the next break that we have coming up here in about a minute. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the role of sugar and the role of fat in, in supplying you with energy. And I suspect you'll be hearing some things you may not have heard before that, that may surprise you. So um, following this break, uh, you may want to fasten your seat belts. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and brace yourselves a little bit. But at any rate, um, I want to invite people again. If you uh, if you get the urge to call in, 
this is a live call-in show. Uh, you can call in at 866-472-5792. I would be happy to take your call. And I am absolutely tickled to be here. Um, I'm your host, Nora Gadgavitis, and I look forward to talking to you again in the next uh, couple of minutes and maybe taking some of your calls. Thank you so much. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgoudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgoudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy the R every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America Channel. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgoudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, hi. Welcome back. And it appears we have a caller uh, on the line from from Portland, Oregon. And uh, I understand your name is uh, Bev. Welcome, Bev. Hi, yes. I have been reading your book and been applying the principles about increasing my fat and lowering my protein. I was already off grains, but I was still having hypoglycemic issues. And now that I've increased the fat, I seem to my my blood sugar seems to be evening out for the first time in my life, I think. 
Oh, that's awesome. And it's increasing my ability to work out, you know, better, and I'm developing better muscle tone. What I'm wondering is, is what's a good gauge for me to know about uh, how much protein I should be taking in, number one, and I also want to know how to sign up for your June 6th seminar. Yeah, well, okay, good questions here. You know, the, the, protein, the protein thing, and, and, and it's a subject that can get a little bit involved, but, you know, the RDA for protein is only about 44 to 56 grams or so a day. I mean, and that amounts in terms of actual food, you know, because, of course, you know, the, you know meat, even, even, you know, red meat is still made up of more than just protein, right? It's made up of, of fats, and it's made up of, there's even water in there, and there's even a little glycogen in there, so... Um, so we're maybe talking about roughly six ounces or so a day of protein. And uh, most people really, really overeat protein. And, and what I want people to understand is I'm not advocating an extremely high-protein diet, um, you, know, you know, in my book and, and when I talk about this stuff. But we do need a certain amount of complete protein. And complete meaning having all of the amino acids necessary for our metabolic processes and for protein synthesis to take place. And so, you know, I think unless you are extremely large, um, you know, muscular or an extremely active, you know, uh, person, an elite athlete or something like that, or, or you work a very, very physically grueling job, most people aren't going to need more than about, you know, that six ounces a, a day of, of protein. And I know it's kind of a shock for everybody to hear because a lot of people eat that much per meal. And again, you know, we're living in a, in a time where um, we have this unnatural uh, sort of access to this enormous abundance of food. And, um, and of course, you know, being creatures of the Ice Age that we are and, and, uh, and having come from the wild the way we have, you know, our instincts are sort of feast or famine. And so the tendency is to overeat just because it's available. But if you think about it and you slow down and you just you moderate your protein intake, we don't need to eat as much as most people do, uh, and you use um, natural, naturally occurring dietary fat instead to just sort of satisfy your appetite. And I'm not talking about a high-fat diet either, but it may end up being a high-percentage fat diet because when you eat as much fat as you need to satisfy your appetite, you, you fill up faster and you're just not craving stuff. And I love what you said about blood sugar. That is absolutely wonderful, and we're going to go into that a lot more uh, when we continue this discussion. But, but you mentioned the uh, – I am giving a, a one-day seminar uh, on June 6th in Lake Oswego, uh, Oregon, which is you know, just outside Portland, and it's uh, being sponsored by the Seven Waves Alliance for Functional Wellness and you can go to their website, uh, www.sevenwaveswellness.com, or you can call this phone number, uh, 503-278-7505, um, and uh, to get more information about that. Um, I also have information about that on my website, primalbody-primalmind.com, and you can uh, go to my Nora Live section and find out more about it there as well. Um, but... Thank you so much, Bev, uh, for your call. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and, and I'm looking forward to more changes happening for me. Awesome, awesome. And, and feel free to call in again. I'd love to hear about it as, 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 it, uh, as it happens for you. <laughs> I, I will. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.
And I understand we have another caller from uh, from Washington uh, by the name of uh, Cloudbird. Beautiful name. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, and thanks, um, and congratulations for your show. Nice, hey, you're nice totally to have welcome. A, and and, and voice thank out you, here thank in the world you. of nutrition. Um, my question for you, Nora, is in regards to acidity in the body. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are concerned about over-acidifying their body, and um, how, how does your diet work in relationship to that? Um, actually, really uh, pretty, pretty doggone well. <laughs> and, and, you know, there are, you know, additional things you can do about that, but I, I think acidification is something that becomes, you know, of course, we have, we are supposed to have a slightly alkaline pH, at least insofar as our bloodstream goes. The pH issue is a really confusing issue because, you know, it gets talked about in general terms and you can't really, um, you can't really look at it in that cut and dried of fashion. The pH of, you know, the, uh, you know, of your mouth is completely different from the pH, say, for instance, in your stomach or the pH in your bloodstream or the pH in your urinary tract. And, you know, you have people running around with these pH papers thinking that they know, you know, what, quote, unquote, their pH is, and it's, it's all kind of misleading and very confusing. But we all have to have a pH between somewhere between 7.35 and 7.45 in our bloodstream. To some degree, this is mitigated by our breathing and by the amount of CO2 that we produce or that we retain as we breathe, and that's certainly part of the equation. But the when the ways in which your body strictly maintains those, that, that pH, um, you know, is through, um, well, your body is, is obsessed with really maintaining that pH however it has to. Oftentimes to kind of offset uh, the acidity that comes sometimes from the acid wastes in food that we eat um, or the acidifying effects of food that we eat is by releasing, you know, a lot of calcium and people can use up their calcium stores that way. And if we're taking in more acid waste than our body can excrete, your body will tend to store that. It'll store it in your fat tissue um, and all over your body and your joints or wherever else. It has to in order to keep it out of your bloodstream if your body can't handle how much it has. You know, it doesn't want to let go of it all at once. Part of what you can do to offset that is by not overeating. That's part of the equation. The other part of the equation is um, is um, you know uh, you know consuming you know a lot of you know fresh uh, either steamed or raw vegetables with your meals uh, because of course we know that that plant foods are very alkalinizing and I think they're much more important to us in our modern world actually than they probably even were to our more primitive ancestors because of the antioxidants and whatnot and because of the alkalinity they provide that can help allow um, your body to offset some of that. But anyway, um, I can go into this a whole lot more. Some people, you know, add green drinks to the equation, and there's some forms, too, of, of water that, uh, that uh, are becoming popular now that are alkalinized and, and, uh, and uh, specially uh, structured and that sort of a thing, and, and that's a whole different topic of discussion, but those things can be helpful as well. All right. Hey, thank you. Hey, you're totally welcome. Bye. Um, before uh, I take any more callers, I want to, you know, enter into a little bit uh, the topic of um, neurofeedback um, 
because it's it's the whole other half of the show basically is is all about that uh, you know the subject of of the brain and how we're wired and how that wiring translates to how we feel and function. And what I want you to understand about um, what it is, what is neurofeedback? It, it, it's neurofeedback is basically a process by which um, we can learn to develop sort of a a a, a, a functional um, control and regulation of our own brain and nervous system by basically learning to exercise our own brainwave activity. It boils down to being brain training. And uh, a lot of people have heard of something called biofeedback. And biofeedback is, you know, has been around for a really, really long time. And it's sort of predicated on the idea that um, that any autonomic function that you can become consciously aware of, like your breathing, your heart rate, um, your, your, you know, your sweat glands, any of these kinds of things, we can also learn to consciously control to some extent. And in doing that, it can help sort of enhance your more relaxed nervous system functioning, what's called parasympathetic functioning. What neurofeedback is, is biofeedback for the brain. And with, instead of dealing with heart and, and respiration and things like that, what we're looking at and what we're training is the electrical activity in your brain. And because we're dealing with the electrical activity in your brain, we're dealing with something that's happening way faster than your mind can consciously process. So there's no way to become necessarily consciously aware of what you're doing in that process. But your brain is exercising the mechanisms by which its rhythms are established in this process so that you can basically gain a functional control over the way you feel. And when we uh, come back from the next break, I'll talk about um, kind of how that works and how it is I got involved with the field of neurofeedback in the first place. Um, I think you're going to find it one of the most fascinating, uh, fascinating things uh, in the world. And what I love about it is that it's so powerful, and yet it's completely non-invasive. And um, it's it's a process by which your brain basically learns to manage its own states. And and what a beautiful thing that that is. Um, it's kind of amazing. So. Um, and, uh, you know, while I'm thinking of it, too, I want to thank, you know, the EEG uh, Institute for its uh, generous sponsoring of the show. And, um, and uh, I also look forward to having a number of guests who are other uh, experts in this field that we can talk with over the next few weeks um, uh, to really, you know, kind of introduce you to some, some incredible stuff about your brain. So... Please stay tuned, uh, and I'll get back to you uh, in just a couple of minutes with more on Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. 
Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to Invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, I just kind of want to tie, I have a caller waiting on the line here, but I, I just want to cover really quickly uh, some, uh, uh, talk a little bit about my background uh, with, with neurofeedback because that's something that we really do want to get into talking about here. Uh, this stuff is going to, well, you know, pun intended, but it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> um, I got involved doing neurofeedback work because basically neurofeedback fundamentally freed me from what had been a literally a lifetime, more than 35 years worth of um, severe and intractable depression and also anxiety and, and panic attacks that had not responded to literally anything else. And um, um, and so this process of neurofeedback has made me an extremely passionate proponent of what I do. 
and uh, it's it's um, you know it's transformed my life in, in, in no small way. And, and I'm very tempted to say that I'm a completely different person having undergone this process. But what I think is much more accurate for me to say is that neurofeedback really helped me personally become really much more of who I already was. And and I think the best way of putting it is that it really just helped me get the heck out of my own way to help me be more of who I already was. And so, um, you know, neurofeedback gets used for a whole lot of different things. And, um, you know, I I probably in my practice get the most calls from people who are suffering with issues around anxiety and depression and ADD types of issues and, you know, but also sleep disorders and migraines and, you know, people doing brain injury, you know, rehabilitation or people who have seizure problems or chronic pain or, um, you know, um, you know, just stress, problems managing, you know, stress in their lives. Of course, none of us know anybody like that at all, and I know I certainly don't know anybody like that. Um, but there are also people struggling with problems with addiction or emotional instability and um, or, or trauma issues from their past and PTSD type stuff, you know, PMS and chronic fatigue syndrome. And, you know, I don't necessarily look at neurofeedback as a treatment for these things uh, per se, but, but it's a form of, of brain training that can help basically put you in touch with um, your brain's own ability to manage itself and its own states. And I think any of these people um, would be happy to tell you who come through here that it can have a profound effect uh, for them on the way that they feel and, and the way that they're functioning regardless of what kinds of issues that they're presenting with. Because anything that is a functional dysregulation of the way your brain and body work can stand to be very powerfully impacted, you know, by this process. And... You know, I see myself as basically kind of like a personal trainer for the brain when I work with people. And, um, you know, uh, and I see the nutritional pieces fitting in with that extremely well because, you know, no matter how good the brain training protocol is, of course, no amount of brain training is going to put a nutrient there that's not there or take away some offending substance that doesn't belong, right? Your brain and your body need certain nutrients in order to function well. And so... Um, I see those two things as working extremely well together, and that's why I'm excited to be presenting these ideas together with you on the show. Um, I think we have actually a nutritionally related uh, question uh, from Chris, who's on the line, no. and we don't have more than about a minute to talk about it. But um, but you were telling me something, yeah, and I, I realize it's kind of loaded for you. But um, but please, Chris, uh, uh, you know, tell us what. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I've been an athlete since I was young. I'm in my fifties now. And I've struggled over the last 20 or 30 years to, to try to stay active and, you know, and feel good and be able to exercise. And I used to be a marathon runner. I used to be faster than Steve Prefontaine in high school briefly. Oh, awesome. Um, but, um, and I've, I've taken antipsychotics or tranquilizers since my 20s. And the last one I took, Seroquel, caused a certain amount of weight gain, which is good for me because it put me up in a, you know, a category where I had a, a decent amount of fat. And then I went off Seroquel um, about three years ago, and my weight just plummeted about 7 or 8%. But now I, I'm, I've been eating a lot more fat based on some of your information, Sally Fallon, et cetera, you know, just looking at, at us as a primitive species who got stuck in this modern era, you know, in a right, very short right, time. Yeah. And just yesterday I had this interesting experience where um, I didn't eat um, at all until two, 2 in the afternoon. I did a bunch of work. I got ravenous. I went out and worked 
And then finally I got my, my big um, hamburger and egg and onion um, dinner together. I ate it. And I actually gained like three or four pounds that day. And I'm thinking that's mirroring a situation where we're in stress or famine or without food like our, you know, our ancestors. And then we're, we catch an animal and we consume it. And then our body knows it needs to store up. And yeah, so, I think that's true. If we're in a if we're in a famine mode, uh, your body is going to become very efficient. You know, at storing fat. I don't necessarily, uh, you know, want to encourage people to to get that hungry to where they feel like they have to overeat in order in order to compensate for that. But what I will say is that I I, I think what I'm promoting as a dietary approach is going to help your weight normalize, regardless of whether you are underweight or overweight. Um, once you give your body the raw materials that it needs in order to function, there's a whole lot that can tend to sort of take care of itself as long as you're not putting stuff in there that, that's working at cross-purposes with that. And I know you mentioned to me on, on break, you know, too, that, you know, you, you've also managed in the process to give up gluten, which I, which I applaud, you know, you doing, and it would be a smart thing for most everybody to do um, for, yeah, it's, for various reasons. it's a big reasons. energy booster. It was for me a mood booster right away. I, it boosted my mood about 30% just within days, you know. It was an immediate thing. I think it. Yep. what may have happened is that I was getting inflammation in my brain. It's called hypoperfusion. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Gluten, um, uh, the gluten allergic response. Yes. And then when the gluten was out, that just went whoop right down to, you know, about zero. And all of a sudden I have this, these much clearer thoughts, you know, more energy, uh, you know, just a better outlook on the world. Yep. That, that, that's incredible, and, you know, you combine that sort of a thing with something like brain training, and I'm telling you, it's a synergistic oh. effect. And, and I, I really appreciate you sharing this stuff, Chris, and, and sure. I would be thrilled if you call again and, you know, we, we talk about this stuff some more sometime. Sure. I want to learn more about neurofeedback. Absolutely. Totally cool. Uh, you know, you can go to my website, which is www.northwest-neurofeedback.com, uh-huh. uh, and, you know, learn about my uh, my private practice. Or you can also go to... Uh, eeginfo.com and uh, there's a tremendous wealth of information there so I encourage you to do that there's, uh, there's a lot of great information to be found there, there's a couple deer walking by right up here I think you're, they're trying to listen to your program <laughs> run away, run away <laughs> okay well obviously time for you to go have lunch so um, anyway thanks so much for calling Chris okay, take care yeah, bye bye so um we got just a couple of minutes here, but uh, I, you know, I, I want to try to, uh, you know, pick up where we left off a little bit and talk about, um, you know, w- you know what it is that neurofeedback can possibly do for you, and um, you know, it's, you know, it's just an in- an incredible process that um, that literally anybody can do. I think my youngest client was probably a, a two and a half year old. Uh, brain injured infant, and I think my oldest client was uh, an 89, you know, year old Alzheimer's uh, patient, and um, and I've seen pretty much everything in between. I'd say that my practice is probably 50/50 in, in a, between adults and, and children. Um, through the years, I've had an opportunity to work in some of the busiest and most innovative uh, clinics in the country, and it just so happens that a couple of these clinics that I've worked at happen to be focused on, um, you know, learning disorders and, and uh, things like ADD. And so, you know, it's, it's a huge, um, you know, sort of natural way of approaching 
uh, brain dysregulation is sort of the way we think about it, and um, and addressing these kinds of uh, addressing these kinds of problems. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback. Truly, world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com, where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, your total health the way evolution intended and didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week. <laughs>